0: Welcome to The Well, a segment of the North River podcast, a place for women of all ages to gather and grow as we walk through our journeys of faith. Whether you're new to your devotion to Jesus or watching the legacy of a lifetime of faith unfold, we pray you find truth, laughter, and community here at The Well. This is exciting. Yeah, welcome.
1: Welcome <laughs> to The Well. It's I've never done this before.
0: I know. This is our very first episode here of The Well. The
1: Well podcast. It's exciting to be in this space. I feel like the it feels legitimate, right? Like it feels very legit. Totally like, legit. Um, I'm really grateful and excited. I, I think we should take a second to introduce ourselves to our new community. And I know you and you know me, but maybe take a second, ain't it? And
0: introduce yourself sure well my name is Anid cheer and it actually looks scarier on paper right but it's aynid cheer uh i am married to matt and happily married for going on 23 years oh my gosh wow and that's awesome no, it sounds so long right but, um, it's been a, a great, great journey with him. We have one incredible, rambunctious, almost 18 year old boy. It, I can't believe it. he's almost be 18. 18. and his birthday is his birthday's coming up next week. okay, but today was my due date. That's like, this was supposed to be supposed my Supposed to be his
1: birthday. Happy supposed to be birthday. Yeah, <laughs> Little
0: stinker. stayed in yes. five more days or so. But, that is crazy. Um, yeah. Aww. But, uh, yeah. So, I live here in the suburbs of Atlanta, mm-hmm. like you do. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy trail running oh. or anything on the trails. Walking, praying on the trails. I love to read. Mm. And I love to find... Um, Like little quaint coffee shops around town.
1: Oh, I have to hear some of your your best suggestions at some point. Yes, yes. Awesome. So what about you? Yeah, well, hello, everyone. I'm Latoya Massey. Um, I am so grateful to be here. Um, I am also married. I've been married for almost eight years. So we have a lot to learn from you guys. Cheers. We're grateful. Um, My husband's name is Jordan Massey. um, And we have two little boys. One is four. And the other one is a year and a half. And um, how to say, they are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they keep us busy and entertained. And I have to have endless amounts of food in the house <laughs> and snacks. I don't they know what the difference so between cute. like a meal and a snack, but if you offer a meal, they don't want a meal, they want a snack. Mm-hmm. But it's, it could be the same food. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not sure about that logic. But I was born. In DC, but raised in California, so a lot of Mm. a lot of way whereabouts, and then it landed in Atlanta, Mm. um, in the suburban area of Marietta. So yeah, I I enjoy. I don't like long walks on the beach. I like long sits on the beach. I don't want to walk. I want to sit still. I like sitting at the beach and just looking at the horizon. And I I I really love music, Mm. like all like just music put music on and i cannot sit still that's kind of my any kind of any music. kind like just just give me some music and i'm, I'm in a happy place so yeah so i wanted to ask you anid how did you get your name
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know my big joke is it takes me 20 minutes to introduce myself because Ooh. uh you know and try doing it at a party with, with loud music um so it looks like Enid on paper, E-N-I-D, uh-huh. but there's an accent on the E because supposedly it's French. Ooh. So my joke is my parents in the little bit of French that they knew tried to give me this unique Ooh. name. Yes. And yes. now I just have to say, you know what? I answer to anything that starts with a vowel. Anything. <laughs> Amy, Enid, Inid, Enid, Ingrid. Inid. You know, that's right. That's right. Anything. Ingrid. I'll take it. Enid,
1: Inid. It's kind of like the E. The apple, eeple, opal song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, just started with a vowel and ended with a D. I, that's me. <laughs> Ain't it? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So what about you? Latoya. Latoya,
1: yeah. So fun fact, my mother told me that she named me Latoya because she liked the shape of Latoya Jackson's face. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, no comment on that, but <laughs> that is how I got my name Latoya, so... Yeah, if you see LaToya Jackson, tell her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was all
0: because <laughs> of you, LaToya.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it is a new year, right? Mm-hmm. Here we are with a brand new year. And the title of today is Setting Your Intentions. Yes. Yeah. For the new year, right? Mm -hmm. We need to set our intentions for the Mm -hmm. new year. Now, I don't know about you, but that's, like, always exciting to me. Like, I love the Mm. fall when school starts, that new feeling. I love new year. It's like, oh, it's a chance to start over. It's a chance to be deliberate. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you, Latoya, what does that Mm. mean for you, setting your intentions for the new year?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think that, you know, for me, I'm not a big new year's resolution person I wish I was I wish I was that person I was like I'm gonna do but I I feel like new year's resolutions by like January 19th I don't even know what it is anymore Mm -hmm. like I've totally (laughs) forgotten it it's not intentional um and so I think I'm still learning how to Mm -hmm. set my intention and stick with it like I know how to set an intention and have good intentions but sticking with it long term like if you know your New Year's resolution by October, I'm impressed with you because <laughs> I can I can set an intention. I can say this is my plan. This is what I want to do. But it's the follow through. It's the consistency, the discipline of like I have done this all year long. That's, and that consistency is dangerous. That's what they say. Right. And so mm. for me, I think I'm still learning how to set my intentions, um, but what it What it means so far, Um, like this year, I don't necessarily have a New Year's resolution per se, but I do have a theme for the year, and I have a little—you guys can't see it—I'll show the people in studio. I have a little bracelet that a very good friend made for me because she knew my word was jubilee. My word is jubilee, jubilee, jubilee for the year, um, because I feel like God is so kind and gracious and has carried me through so many things. I mean, as we go through this, you know, podcast experience, people will learn more of our stories. But last year was monumental in a lot of ways. Mm. And I think I'm not the best at stopping and reflecting and celebrating. I'm definitely Mm. good at stopping and reflecting. What did I learn? What I want to do differently? What I want to take away? But the rejoicing aspect, the partying aspect, the celebratory aspect of like, God, that was amazing. Mm. Like you are so good to me, like, I, that's not my strength, like, I will celebrate other people all day long, like, mm-hmm. I will be your biggest cheerleader, give me a blow horn, met, like, get, like, I will go for it, but I think in my own faith journey, I'm kind of dedicating this year to seeing what God has done in my life, because mm. um, I can pinpoint, if anyone walked up to me and said, like, hey, I don't know if I have what it takes, or it's been, or, you know, all these things, I would be like, no, 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 let me bring the laundry list of why, you're amazing, mm. and God has given you, you know, this, that, and third. Right? I can kind of defend other people and celebrate other people, but I want to be masterful at doing that in my own life. Like I want to be able to celebrate more what what God has done mm. in my life. So my word for twenty twenty three is jubilee. Um, I love and I think it. Wearing the bracelet, it's so cute. I think wearing the bracelet will remind me, like, uh-huh. what can you celebrate today? What can you? And there's so much more meat to the word jubilee, sure. which you know, at some point we might get into, but. Um yeah, that's that's kinda how I've I set my intention it. for twenty twenty three is giving a word that I can like celebrate, focus on and um Yeah, how about you? I love yeah, it. what's kind of been your approach to the new year? So, you know, I do
0: something different every year. Mm. Sometimes it's a scripture, sometimes mm. it's a phrase, sometimes it's a word, sometimes it's like fifteen goals that <laughs> Then I look at six months later yeah. and like you, I'm like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. we're yeah. supposed to do that. <laughs> I should get to that starting in June. <laughs> my husband said, oh, my goals are the same this year as they were last oh, year. And I was like, "So oh, really don't cool. worry, yeah, yeah. Matt. Mine are like that, like for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had the same goals since I can remember. So it's fine. But I picked a phrase this year mm-hmm. and my phrase is happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I believe that As women, we love to um, really pour ourselves out for Mm -hmm. other people, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a gift. That's a gift God gives us. We're very relational. Mm. Um, By nature, we see the details and we want to help others. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I want to do that. I believe that is a strength with my gender, right? Mm -hmm. God-given. But I also, like you, that's interesting that you picked Jubilee, I, I want to be joyful, mm-hmm. right? Being mm-hmm. joyful is a part of showing my my faith and and letting my light shine. Yeah. So to be happy and healthy helps me just to zero in on not only the joy level, but on my own personal health.
1: Yeah. Because
0: mm-hmm. since that is my nature sure. as a woman to sure. go and pour myself out, and yeah. my love language is acts of service. Mm-hmm. So I would love to run around all of Atlanta all day long yep. and take all food the to everyone yes. and babysit yes. and do your laundry. In it incorporated, <laughs> on wheels, take her around the city. But, I, you know, of course God wants us to be healthy. Right. He wants us to take care of our bodies. Yeah, so totally. hopefully that phrase will... Help me to be happy and healthy. Yeah. And this year, I have a scripture to go with it, Mm. which is Proverbs 17, 22. Mm. And it says, a joyful heart is good medicine.
1: Oh, it really... A
0: joyful heart is good medicine. Now, there is a second part, Mm. but I'm going to stick with the first part. Yeah. A joyful heart is good medicine. So I love that. as I practice being joyful... Mm -hmm. Um, which I really think is going to bring glory to God at the end of the day, that I'm also going to be happy and healthy. Yeah, that's a perfect
1: passage. It brings both of those worlds together. Good medicine. I love that. Yeah. It's perfect. So
0: that is my intention for 2023.
1: Happy and healthy. Happy and healthy. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it's a great, great passage. Thanks for sharing that.
0: So a big part of why we wanted to start the podcast Mm -hmm. at The Well Mm -hmm. was to be able to share with women all over, all over the world. Yeah. Uh, not just women who are a part of our church, yeah. uh, which we love dearly, but women all over the world, mm-hmm. whether, uh, and maybe you're listening and you have a friend who really doesn't go to church mm-hmm. or an aunt or a sister, and you really just want to share a little bit about your faith, and mm-hmm. you found this particular episode or the next episode to, sure. to be something that you think would be helpful for them. So yeah. we're hoping that... uh. This podcast will do that, yeah. and it's something that you'll be able to share. Uh, we also want to be able to inspire women all over. Mm-hmm. Some women are uh, part of very, very small churches, mm-hmm. not only in in the United States but internationally. Right. And so, we're hoping this will be something that will inspire you in your yeah. faith and your walk. And so we're really just super, super excited yeah. about it, aren't we?
1: Yeah, I'm thrilled. Honestly, I was like praying, you know, we've been talking about this for months and lots of prayer has gone into it. And one of the things I feel like I'm most excited about is for even our friendship and our dynamic to be um, somewhat of a template for what we're hoping other women get to experience. And and I, I love that, you know, Ainid and, and I are very different people, right? Different mm-hmm. ethnicities, different backgrounds, different upbringings, like, but one thing we have in common is Christ, right? Absolutely. One thing we have in common is Jesus and our devotion to Him and our submission to the Spirit to form in us whoever He wants us to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I love that the diversity, the intergenerational, like you know, Anne and I actually get to work together at our church. And I was thinking earlier this week, we've just been texting. <laughs> I need to just pin you. I need to pin (laughs) you. Like, I I just need to be talking to Ain't all the time because there's just a a couple of hats that we simultaneously wear for working on on different projects and events together and this podcast being one of them. And I love that. I love that um, the diversity that Mm. we represent Mm -hmm. age-wise, race-wise, like experience-wise, which we'll get to share in a moment, that the the well can be a place where anyone in the community, if you think about, you know, back – when you had to go to the well to get water, right? Like mm-hmm. women would come there from all all kinds of homes and all kinds of places and all kinds of experiences that day, and they would gather at the well and probably say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe some had better days than others, but I think that the well, the hope is that different people, different women from all spaces, all ages, all backgrounds can kind of come together and gather and say, I need refreshment. I need I I got people waiting for me back at home that need this that and the third from me. I need a place to go where I can be filled. I need a place to go where I can get refreshment for my own soul and and get kind of that deep breath of like okay, I can go back to my day and do what God has asked me to do for today. And that's kind of our hope for the podcast is for it to be a place whether you're driving to work or doing laundry or you know walking around Target getting some time alone, whatever it might be that you can have your your AirPods in just listening to some encouragement that is relatable and and biblical
0: i love that yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah so i wanted to ask you um a quick question for you ain't it so mm-hmm. you know the ti to- the topic or the title of our podcast being the well um i think about the woman in scripture the samaritan woman who jesus found at the well and that changed her whole life mm-hmm. right like for you, what what was going on in your life? Where would you say your well was located? Mm-hmm. Um, when Jesus came and said, "Hey, Anid, let's talk." Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. what what's kind of your your spiritual journey that that you've been on?
0: It's mm-hmm. a great question. I was uh, I grew up Catholic and I went to Catholic school for eight years, <clears throat> and then I was kind of, you know, the real good girl in high school from the outside, the honors classes and ran varsity cross country and true what did you and, run? Yeah. Well up in Delaware, that's oh, where I'm from. Oh yeah. So for high school. Okay, ran, cool. And uh, probably looked pretty good from the outside. Okay. Yeah. Um but inside there was a, a search going on. Mm. Even even at the age of fifteen, sixteen, just wondering, like really, is mm. is this all there is to mm. life? And what what really matters? Mm-hmm. And so when I was a senior in college, I started to really search and I would sit in church. We had a little chapel Mm -hmm. on campus and I would sit and try to get something deep out of the the Mm. sermon. And sometimes I succeeded and sometimes I didn't. Um, But then I decided right after college that I was going to move to New York City to become a famous actress. Oh,
1: I see it. So I start (laughs) praying.
0: I have like no money, you know, just graduated Mm -hmm. college. And I'm like, God, I'm really scared. Uh, I'll move if you give me a thousand dollars. I just need a thousand dollars to move to New York City for, you know, deposit on an apartment and all that. So lo and behold, boom, I get a thousand dollars. Wow. I'm like, Hardly making any money at yeah. the time, and it's just through you know a security deposit came back on an apartment, graduation money, right? So then this is oh clear <laughs> sign. Then I'm still scared, so oh, I go to God and go. I'm like, God, um, I I just need 500 more. If I can have yeah. 500 more, fifteen hundred dollars, I'll have the nerve to move to New York City. Now, of course, you would need like triple. Oh, that. totally. You're but not. This go- is thirty years you'd ago. You get on the bus. that so, right. So. <laughs> Boom, $1,500. And I'm like, okay. Okay. God wants me to be famous. Ah. (laughs) So I moved to New York City, and I'm there four days. And I meet this girl. Her name's Barbara. I meet her at a a restaurant where I'm waitressing, and she's hostessing. Oh, okay. And we both, like, hate the place where we're working. It's like a tourist trap, and it's really not clean. Oh, no. So, But it's long enough for us to connect and get each other's phone numbers. Well, Barbara became one of my closest friends. Hmm. And every day she would ask me, hey, you want to come over and have lunch? We were so broke. I'm a wannabe actress. She's a wannabe writer that we would share a tuna fish sandwich. Share. And that's it. Like tuna fish sandwich and a glass of tap water. (laughs) But (laughs) so if you ever doubt that you can make a difference in someone's life. (laughs) I mean, she, but she was just my friend. Mm. And we lived in the theater district in New York and Midtown. In the old days, it was called Hell's Kitchen. And Ooh, it was, I... but she had to walk by a lot of Broadway theaters. And it was wow. just so fun. Such a great time in my life. And so Barbara kept inviting me to church and, mm. oh, we have this Bible talk. And I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't move to New York City. I mean, in spite of the fact that I had been searching for God. sure, I'm like, you know, I priority. had this whole <laughs> other selfish side going sure. on of, I'm not here for that. I'm here to become famous Yeah, and go to acting school. And so finally, Barbara said, you know, hey, we're having a party, a Christmas party. Would you like to come? And I'm like, oh, party. I can do that. I can do a party. <laughs> so and really cool. it was the coolest thing. It was guys from her church lived on, like the second floor of this apartment building and then there were girls in an apartment on the third floor and then another set of friends on the fourth floor so it was oh, like this basically. progressive party oh fun so I went we had a blast it's this you know whole group of actors and dancers and singers and writers and models who all went to church together wow. and I'm like they're not catty they're not talking about each other they mm. are so supportive we had an open mic night at the end of the night and I was just blown away, just saw something so different. Mm. So I, you know, agreed to go to church and then Barbara offered to study the Bible with me. Mm. And I'm thinking, wow, here I was, uh, with a degree in English, and I've never thoroughly read the Bible. Mm. And I have student loans up to the ceiling, so sure. I'm thinking, like, she's willing to teach me for free. Mm. So I sat down and studied the Bible, and my life has never been the same. Wow.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that God knew what would get your attention. Absolutely. Like, he's right? like, you need to go to a party. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: I'll provide a party. Yes,
1: I will make a way for you, and I love that. That's beautiful. So if
0: you ever wonder if you know Christians should have fun or not, like right, we know we know Jesus had fun. We totally jubilee. You know, jubilee. There you go, jubilee. Happy and healthy.
1: Yeah, I love that. So what
0: about you, Toya?
1: Yeah, you know I could actually relate to a lot of what you you talked about. So I mentioned before, you know, grew up in. California. My my family is very faith based, very very Christian um, family, and I feel like there was so much um, invested in me at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we when we moved to Georgia, moved to Atlanta, I went. I came to Atlanta the summer before eighth grade. And I remember thinking, why is it so hot here and humid? Like, I remember we would get in trouble for saying how hot it was. Hot um land. Hot land. I was like, this is disgusting. Um, But, yeah, I, I remember loving I loved church. Um, I think a lot of my best friends were in church. I feel like a lot of the identity I found was in church. My mom um, was a single mom, and I have two older brothers. And there was so much... Um, when you grow up in like a predominantly Black church, I feel like moms, especially single moms, are so well um, respected. Mm. And so, and my mom is a mom, like very respectable woman. And so, I feel like there was so much respect on our little our little crew, you know. And growing up in her shadow, I think there was a lot of uh, respect that I I gave her and also gave God because I'm like I see I see a value in this. Like mm. I, I genuinely genuinely wanted to connect with god but obviously like i got older (laughs) and my own opinions and and questions and and things started to kind of come up and and then i ended up going to college at georgia state in my freshman year um i kind of got really good at being two different people like Mm. i knew that i had been invested in a lot in my faith and that i didn't want to squander that but it was also the first time that i was living on my own i'm the youngest and the only girl so i moved into the dorms and it was. Everything was co-ed, and there's no curfew, and they're going to the club. I went to the, I went to college at 17. My birthday's in the spring, so I didn't turn 18 until spring. So I got a fake ID, and I went to the club for the first time, and I was like, oh, there's music here, you know? Like, <laughs> I just found my home, basically. <laughs> but I also knew that I had to go to church. Hmm. And so I started living two very different lives that very few people knew both either Mm -hmm. you knew latoya at church or you knew latoya at school Mm. um and i kind of i kind of learned um for those of you who are into the enneagram i'm i'm bad at remembering like the details of each but i'm a three if that means anything to you guys Mm -hmm. um and some something about threes is that they can morph into being whatever is needed in any social setting oh and so i can i can go to church and say Amen. And I can dress the part and I can do the things. I can preach the lesson, mm-hmm. but then I can also go to school and curse like a sailor, you know, mm-hmm. and then do, do the mm-hmm. things. And And I found myself living very two very different lives. And unfortunately, I was so deceitful that I got really good at both of those lives. Mm. And so simultaneously, I was kind of in leadership at my church. I would preach on Sundays to the youth mm. ministry. Um, people would bring their kids and say hey you know you're you're in college and you're still carrying on your faith can you get with my teenage daughter Da da da, da, da. not knowing that the week before or the night before i was at a club mm-hmm. or i you know just putting myself in really not wise situations and i got good at both mm. and so at georgia state i was on the dance team for a few years and did pageants I was not a pageant girl but I won pageants and I was shocked as probably just as shocked as other people but I was surprised that I would win and you know if you win one you go to the next level and and so I got I got a lot of um my identity through what other people thought of me sure. so the people at church were pleased with me the people at school were pleased with mm-hmm. me is good mm-hmm. but what I didn't you know hindsight is twenty twenty. And what I didn't realize was that inside I was just wasting away. Mm -hmm. Like I had a lot of questions in my faith. I had a lot of questions about just different things that I didn't know where to take them to because I was supposed to be the one with the answers. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be the one that was able to guide you and, and pray for you and give you, you know, and it got to the point where I experienced just some really hard stuff that I saw kind of behind the scenes in people's lives that I really loved and respected. And it got to the point where I was like, kind of like what you said, this can't. Be it, mm-hmm. um, and so over time I got to the point where I was really praying. Like I don't, I I want to do something different, God, but I don't know what, and mm-hmm. so I don't care anymore. <laughs> mm. um, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything, and I just kind of like gave up. But kind of like your coworker, I had a coworker named Amy mm. who invited me to church, and we talked for a little bit. But over time, I kept saying no, and for months. But over time, I said I'm I'm going to come and kind of like you I feel like God sat me down and it changed my life forever mm-hmm. um I finally got a space to to ask those questions and it's all, shockingly it's all in the bible I was like wait mm-hmm. a minute I didn't know that was in there right <laughs> and so yeah that I, you know that was a space where I feel like Jesus came and he looked me in the eye and he said you come follow me mm-hmm. um not because of anyone else but because of me mm-hmm. and I got to really fall in love with Jesus and that was kind of my transition um to really committing for the right reasons. I feel like a lot of times I'll say my heart was not a Christian, but my schedule was. Mm-hmm. And now I can say both are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where my heart is in it for the right reasons. I love and in, that. And it's, I can tell
0: the difference. Yeah. I love that. God is amazing, yeah. isn't he? How yeah, far he can bring us. And sometimes it's really hard to put it in words even,
1: Yeah, isn't it? To say yeah. like,
0: oh my goodness, if you could just see where I was and where I am yeah. now. Yeah. Just amazing.
1: Yeah, so that's a little bit of my story. Um, But, you know, we have a lot planned for this gathering at the well. And for now, I know, Annie, you kind of prepared some thoughts. I wanted to give you a chance to share that devotional about just your heart of, you know, why this
0: topic, the well, is meaningful to you. Mm. Yeah, if you have a chance, if you're somewhere quiet and you want to read along with us, that's awesome. Uh, We're going to look at John 4 today. So this is Jesus with the Samaritan woman at the well you may or may not know the story um, but it is one of my favorites so John 4 says now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples so he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee now he had to go through Samaria So he came to a town in Samaria called Sikar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, Mm -hmm. I am he. Wow. Wow. It's powerful. I love this. Mm-hmm. Because um those listening might not know this. This is actually the longest recorded interaction that Jesus ever had with one individual so in the Bible. So
1: cool. Yeah.
0: And it's a woman. Yeah, I love that. Right? I love that. And we don't even know her name. Mm. But it's so amazing because in this one interaction, Jesus broke so many mm-hmm. barriers. Mm. First of all, women, they were disregarded and really, I mean, uh, demeaned. Yeah. So then... Samaritans, they were not liked by the Jews. Right. The Jews didn't like Samaritans. Samaritans didn't like Jews. Right. So here's, Jesus is breaking gender and mm-hmm. cultural mm-hmm. boundaries all over the place. Yep. And maybe yep. there's like, when I first read this, maybe there was still a little bit of my heart that was rebellious. Like, yeah, yeah. you go, Jesus. Yes, get him. <laughs> but um, it is just amazing because it she represents the lowest of the low. Yeah. And here's Jesus, and and you guys, if you can go back and watch the Chosen, they just do an amazing job with this, don't they?
1: This is not an ad, but yes, yes, right, right,
0: (laughs) an amazing job with this. So um, Jesus, you know, stays back, and Mm -hmm. it's like he he knows this is where he's going to meet the woman. Yep. Now, if it were in the morning, you might think. Oh, well, you know he knows all the women are coming to the well in the mm-hmm. morning because that's what they do. They be come the to the morning, yeah. they draw well uh, the water from the well they come before it gets hot out, and of course they need water to do their work all day long, right, right. whether it's watering the what's growing or using water to wash, yep. whatever it be, but no, he goes in the middle of the day because he knows mm-hmm. that she is coming. Mm-hmm. he sees her already, yeah. Doesn't that blow yeah. you away that I mean it's like God saw you, latoya,
1: totally God yes. saw you, yes,
0: you're your you're in college where you're searching and you're you're fed up with the yeah. world and and I believe that's how this woman was, she was so tired, she was so tired of being the social outcast, she was. So tired of of going through these husbands, and now living with a man that's not yeah. even her husband. Yeah, and Jesus saw that, and so He waited for her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God does that with us, totally. right? He waits for totally. us, totally, and He meets us at the well. He yeah. meets us where we are, and so He waited for her in the heat in the middle of the afternoon, and here she comes. Why do you think that she went in the middle of the afternoon and not in the morning with all the oh. rest of the women?
1: Oh, my gosh. To avoid the scrutiny of her life. Like, mm-hmm. she knows who she is. And mm-hmm. she knows what she's done. She's known, She knows reputation. So exactly. So she doesn't want the reminders first thing in the morning. You know, like, just yes. <laughs> avoid,
0: you know, yes. the chaos of it all. Mm-hmm. And so she suffers more, maybe, sure. than anyone else because she's got to lug these big water jugs. Up to the top of the mountain in the heat of the day. Yep. You know, like we're talking desert heat. Right. And there's Jesus just waiting for her. Yeah. I, I just mm-hmm. love it. So what do we see in this? I mean, first of all, I think we see Jesus's love for the world. Right? Yeah. That he's there and he's he sees each one of us. He's willing to meet us where we are. Mm-hmm. Whether it's someone of low standing or whether it's someone of high standing. Right but he really really set the example right. by speaking to someone in low standing and showing us that God's grace is mm. for everybody.
1: Amen. Yes. Everybody, right? <laughs> Thank
0: God. Thank God. Um I think I have four things here. Number 2, I think uh it, only Jesus, it shows only Jesus can offer salvation, mm, right? Yep. We're not, not going to find it in a, any other way. We're not going to find the eternal life, the living water from anyone other mm-hmm. than Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as women living in today's world, we need that reminder. Yes, always. We, we can try to find Jesus, meaning like deep meaning and, mm-hmm. and fulfillment to our souls and all mm-hmm. kinds of things, yeah. our children. Our husbands, our jobs, materialistic things, the big house, the yeah. career. Um, but it number three, it shows the importance of offering our story, our testimony. Mm. Because what happened with this woman?
1: Mm, yeah, you know, he, the end, right? yeah, he got to share with her the gospel, <laughs> yes,
0: and then she goes back, yeah. And what does she say to the town? She's
1: like, Come and see this man who's told mm-hmm. me everything I've ever everything done, everything I've, I've ever, ever done. done, yeah. Is
0: she ashamed now? No, yeah, no, he knows it all, yeah, there's it it
1: nothing to hide, but
0: her testimony, mm. I mean, here it is, it's the power of her story, the power of her testimony, because she was willing to go back and share with the whole town—no yeah. shame any longer. Yeah, and and what what does the Bible tell us happened with the whole town?
1: Oh, they they came to believe. They
0: came to believe. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I have goosebumps. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And number four, we see Jesus really is the Messiah. Mm -hmm. In verse 42, Mm. B, the second part, he says, it says, we know this man really is Mm. the Savior of the world. Yeah. And I know that growing up, I doubted. I mean, even though it's like I grew up knowing Jesus is the Son of God. I still doubted. There sure, were doubt. What yeah. if what if it's not true? Yeah. What if the Bible's not true? What right. if? But here when when he changed her life, there was mm-hmm. no doubt. Yep. No doubt in her mind. Yep. And that is the power. That is the power mm. of Jesus how God wants to meet us and introduce yeah. us to his son. Yeah. And he will meet us at the well. He will meet us wherever our yes. well is and he will wait for us mm-hmm. if need be. Yeah. And he's just waiting for us to be ready.
1: Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate you sharing all that. I think it's a, a beautiful sentiment to God's kindness to mm-hmm. us um, that he's in no rush. You know, mm-hmm. we are rushed, right? But he's willing to wait, mm-hmm. wait wherever we need to be, where wherever we need to be met. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of the The theme of Jesus towards women in the scripture, really, towards God's heart towards women in the scripture. And that example of, you know, a lot of the times when God wants to speak to men, he's like, come meet me at the top of the mountain. Abraham, bring your son. Let's go to the top of the mountain. Moses, you know, like, come to the top of the mountain. And For sure. Most of the time, women don't have time to go to the top of the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time we're in the middle of taking care of people and things and families and aging parents. And, you know, there's so many aspects to our day. I love, I love that Jesus is like, hey, I came and found you Mm. as you're running and you're in the middle of the desert. I came and found you or Peter, your mother-in-law is sick i'm I'm in your house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I came, in. she doesn't have to come to me to get. Him. Mm-hmm. I came to find you or obviously the woman at the well. He's sitting, and I'm like, mm. i'm I'm in awe of his his willingness to to not make our connection with him a strenuous process on our part. Mm. where he's like, i I came to die for you. I will take the extra hundred steps to get to you as well. Yeah, you know, um, and so that's just a beautiful testament of his kindness, of his grace and and I hope that we can all go through our days looking for those moments where. We don't need to necessarily go, obviously there's an aspect of our faith where we do need to seek Jesus, but there's so so much, probably 99% of it is Jesus seeking us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And him coming Mm -hmm. and sitting at our wells and saying, can you you look at me for a second? Can Mm -hmm. we talk? And so um, we hope that this, this space, this gathering, the well can be a place that we can gather and meet and have conversations that are real, that are authentic, that are vulnerable, um, and inspiring as we look at Jesus, as he comes and he sits with us. Um, and as he teaches us and shows us like, Hey, I, I don't, you don't have anything to be ashamed of. I already know. That's right.
0: That's (laughs) right. Anything
1: to be ashamed of. I already know. And I already love you. Mm -hmm. I've already chosen you. Um, and I've already called you mine. And so, um, having that heart to be able to, uh, find confidence in that oh yeah right because the world doesn't want us to find confidence in that it's right. like it can be a very insecure place but mm-hmm. she probably went to the well the next morning feeling really
0: different oh you I, know? Bet. I <laughs> bet no doubt no you know, doubt feeling,
1: feeling very different well we have we have the joy of um starting this with you all in this community creating this this space to gather and, and experience faith and grow and uh, we hope to gather again and continue to have guests and conversations um, here together. Uh, thank you for listening in with us, Aina. This is going to be a blast. Uh-huh. I'm excited to do this with you, and um, we'll, we'll gather at the well. We'll see you soon.
0: We'll, we'll meet you at the well.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs>